Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League. We are remote this week because Joe, myself, has a little bit of a COVID scare. I feel fine, but uh, Kayla's sister, who is staying with us, tested positive. But I think there's no point in fingers here because of one big reason. She tested negative the day she came here. So I think it's more likely that we could have given it to her than her to us. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in any fingers, but that's why we are remote. Um, this week we have a fantastic episode. We have the greatest show on earth, the White Sox right now, which <laughs> it, thank God it's a shit show because this is the only way I could really enjoy talking about the White Sox. Um, the Bears defense, we might have to do a funeral. And I'm talking like not even a Viking funeral, like to like give them respect. I'm talking about just like burning them at the stake and like a witch hunt. Even though they hung witches, everyone knows that burning at the stake is better. Uh, for timeout, we got some major news and some weird price ranges for weird stuff. And then for timeout, we are going to do the most overrated foods of all time. I've had this one on the docket since the first month we all all four of us were on the podcast so without any further ado let's get right to it let's take it from the uh from the tippy top there Budget presents Beer League. Okay, guys, welcome back. Good to see everyone, even if it's through Google Hangout. How is everyone doing? Let's start off with beer, because you sent us the picture of, uh, first of all, we got to see your smoker, Mm -hmm. and second of all, you were making ribs. The ribs looked phenomenal. So yeah, um, this weekend was cool. What happened is, is we went to, I went to the store, picked up two full slabs of ribs after coming back from Rochester or not from the front, not Rochester, Chicago. Cause I visited and from Chicago. Then what happened is I smoked them. I rubbed them up, smoked them. And then I basically like from getting home five hours later, had fresh ribs and ready to go. So that was what I did this weekend. Um, I visited Chicago, had friends giving, so that was nice. Um, but, uh, the big, the highlight was, Smoking the ribs to make to make my make me feel better about the bears. So, yeah, I mean, we had to do a lot of shit to feel better about that game. Is anyone else hearing that little squeak? That's just on my. Yeah, end. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing a squeak too. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think, um, I think it was Nick. How, how you doing? First thing we got to ask you: injuries. What's the update? I'm healthy. Everything's healthy. So wow, I'm all, I'm all good there. Um, wow. and he stays perfect and I stay perfect. I mean, it's getting scary. Nine and zero. uh, I do. I do. got to correct myself. Cause my cousin that like listens, uh, every day and asks for the picks, he asked me and I, I misspoke. I said that I shit on you for the jets pick, but when I re-listened to it, I actually said, Oh, I don't hate that pick. So I was, I was talking to him. I was like, this is the biggest heat check of his career. 
And then I listened back and I agreed with you. So it wasn't too much of a heat check, but it, I mean, anytime you bet on the jets, it's a heat check. So I'm not going to take too much, but yeah. And congratulations. They, they almost won the game outright too, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, they uh, should have. Yeah, they probably should have. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, similarly, some COVID scares around my apartment. My roommate might have come come into contact with somebody, so we're we're isolating as well. So, uh, yeah, I, the COVID's really upticking uh, very quickly. So I feel like everybody kind of knows somebody either has it or is potentially exposed or something like that. So. It's getting a little getting a little dicey right now, but other than that, I'm good. Big weekends uh, for Notre Dame and uh, you know other things in in the world, so that made me happy. But we'll we'll get into that in a little bit, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, Johnny, how you doing over there? Looking good, kid. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, pretty good. Actually, I had friendsgiving this weekend too, but uh, unfortunately couldn't make it. Wish I saw you beer. Had a yeah. shitty migraine that put me out. It was crazy. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but uh, took me out for most of the weekend. But I did end up taking yesterday off uh, to go golfing with my dad over at Hawthorne Woods. So that was awesome. 72, sunny. Beautiful. Might have been the last round, though, of the season. So who knows? Yeah. So my weekend was good. Um, I got some interesting stories, which I'll get into in a second. But I played golf on Sunday with – or no, I'm sorry. I played golf on Saturday with my – my dad and my brother and I felt like I was like stealing around like playing in November in Chicago. I felt like I didn't play the best, but I was like, it doesn't matter. This is like a, a stealing round. There's no way I should be playing at this time. So that felt good. I shot 88. I hit some good shots. I hit some bad shots, but with all the leaves on the ground now, if you miss the fairway, it was like almost impossible to find the ball. You're not finding. <laughs> yeah. It was really hard. Like, even if like, I've seen some balls, like I must've, me and my, we were doing like all three of us would go to everyone's ball to try to look because you'd be like kicking up stuff and like sometimes you'd accidentally kick it or something. That's the only way to find it. Um, and then I had the COVID scare that night. I found out that Kayla's sister tested positive. So unfortunately, me and my whole family, because I saw my brother Anthony and my dad, we couldn't go to my nephew's christening. But thankfully for technology, they got to, they did a Zoom call. So I was nice. able to see it. That was really cool. Um, really weird how they do baptisms now during COVID. Do they do Super it weird. Work on. So it's basically like they had like a for each baby, they had like their own bottle of holy water. <laughs> so you don't get dunked anymore. You don't like put your head in at all. You just kind of like he yeah. like, like poured it into their individual. Yeah, they like poured it into their individual. Like the like touched it and then touched the head a little bit, so it was unique. I mean, I was like, "Wow, that's weird." Um, Joe, you're breaking up a little me, bit. I'm breaking up. Check your uh, your internet connection. Back to this old game again. <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah. you. Okay, I just transferred it. Um, so now let's get into the unique part of my weekend so a buddy who i've made in the sneaker community um who i've been doing deals with and everything for a year um he just tried to rob me so that was crazy what so i was talking to him he was able to get a shoe the uh the new off-white shoe that i also got 
And he like wanted to know if I wanted to buy it. And I was like, yeah, I'll double up on a pair. Cause I really like the shoe. And, um, we made the deal and he was like acting a little weird. But I was like, I don't know. I haven't seen this guy in a while. He doesn't live here anymore. So like maybe he just changed a little bit. So I got a really unique text message or uh, yeah, text message from him asking if I was a cop. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yes. well, you know, you know what I do for a living. So obviously I'm not a cop. And so I like messaged him back what, and he didn't respond. So the next day, um, he, or I messaged him. I'm like, what the hell was that last night? Why'd you ask if I was a cop? And he was, he was like, well, the cop showed up to my door last night. And I was like, dude, it sounds like you're bullshitting this whole thing. And so all of a sudden it said he left our group conversation. And so I messaged him on Facebook and I was like, Hey man, what's going on? And he like didn't respond. And I was like, Hey man, if you're trying to like rob me out of my money, I was like, you're sadly mistaken. I always do the PayPal protection and everything I do. So if you're not going to send me the shoe, I'm just going to get my money back and you'll never see this money. And he responds back with, um, the shoe fake, my Facebook account is fake. Um, and then you're fake. And so I don't know what's going on with this guy. Because like I've seen him in person, you've actually met him personally, yeah, and like I know what his friends look like, so it's like he's not using a fake account. He might have been hacked. There's a possibility yeah. he was hacked. That's yeah, what that's it sounds what I'm like. Yeah. But here's the thing: so they, it, it could be that, but but how could they text or his text messages? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, because he was also texting me, so I think he just went up the deep end. So the package, my shoe arrived today, opened it up. It was just a jar of peanut butter. What the what? hell? No <laughs> so naturally, I just call, I call PayPal. And I'm like, thankfully, this idiot put everything in writing. So I sent them a picture of the peanut butter, picture of the packaging, his name. And I got, I'm getting all my money back. He's never going to see a dime of it. So like, what an idiot. But I was like, dude, this... This is crazy because I've known this guy for like a year and we've probably done like six or seven transactions and it's all been like flawless. Really? That's so it's, su- it's super weird that he kind of like switched up on me, but he like was sending me voice memos. So I don't know if he's on like drugs or something. He was sending me voice memos. And he was just like, he was like, okay, dude, whatever. I, I robbed you. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? So yeah, so the peanut butter showed up today. I, you know, I just called PayPal and I'm like, yo, I got all this evidence that this guy said that he wasn't going to send me what he sent me. So he messaged me today after I filed the dispute. He's like, he's like, yo, don't be a bitch. Just let the money go through. And I was like, no. Yeah, just let it. Yeah, it's cool. Just jar of peanut butter, dude. That's totally worth it. And he was telling me, he was like, well, they'll reimburse you for your protection plan. And I was like, oh, dude, like you try to rob the wrong dude. I was like, so I sent, I sent all the information to the cops as well. Ooh. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Could he go to jail for that? Or I mean, is that, I don't know what that falls under <laughs> in so terms of. So oh. it's, it was for $800. So it's a pretty good theft. Okay. So it's just straight theft. Yeah. 
Thanks yeah. Robbery. So my big thing about this and like the shoe community, I say this a lot. Selling fakes and like not going through transactions is bullshit because it's not just like I'm almost 27 and it's like I have a job and like I can afford these shoes. But there's kids out there that save up all of their allowance, all of their birthday uh, money, all of everything and buy a pair of shoes online. And then if they get scammed, it's like, I don't want that to happen to someone else. So I don't want to see anyone else go through that. And like, I'm fine that it's me, but dude, the jar of peanut butter was hilarious. <laughs> I, I feel like it would be like really hard to get away. If you're, if you're one of the custom shoe shoemakers, I feel like it would be really hard to get away with a lot of scams though. Like how quickly, because so many of them, are on, I'm sure you meet them through like Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Like, couldn't you just immediately go on there and be like, this dude sold me a jar of peanut butter. Don't buy from him. And then like kind of loses, you know, tarnishes his reputation for a while. So it wasn't a custom guy. It was just like a reseller that I've met. Oh, okay. And I did that as well. And so they've been booting him from like all of the forums that I'm on. Well, that's good. At and least. it's just like, it's just like I said, it's like, if it happens to a kid, and I knew that this guy was selling fakes or not actually going through transactions. Cause it could have been easy enough where someone is not like me, where they've done this a lot. So like, I always get the per- purchase protection. I always authenticate them first, but it's like, say you were like a 16 year old kid that wanted this shoe. You just send this guy a Venmo. You never see that money again. Yeah. And that could have been your birthday money, your Christmas money, your Hanukkah money, your Kwanzaa money, who knows? So, <laughs> so that, that was weird. So at least I'm getting all my money back. I'm still getting the the real shoe in the mail. So who cares? And you got a free jar of peanut butter. Yeah, I ain't touching that. (laughs) Um, Was it opened? I haven't actually taken it out of the package. Yeah. So all I did, I double check if it's sealed, then it's good. Yeah. What kind is it? Yeah. Uh, It's unnatural jiffy. I can see it from the thing because I can open it up. Because I had to open it up and send the pictures to the PayPal guy. That's good stuff. Yeah. The PayPal guy was laughing. He's like, he's like, so you spent X amount of money on peanut butter? I was like, dude, no, I didn't spend <laughs> money on peanut butter. I was like, I was, we were buying a shoe. And so that, that was funny. Um, so yeah, people, people out there that want to buy a sneaker, I would say like trust a friend, but sometimes you can't even trust them. But who knows? Um, but let's get into we're gonna let White Sox beer talk his shit. <laughs> White Sox are going nuts. They got a new manager. But right. let's just start from the beginning here. From a new manager, though. This is let's just start from the beginning here. All right. So the White Sox, we all know how they ended their season. We ended. We got went into the playoffs. We lost in a three game series. The Oakland A's. It was tough. It was a hard fought series. Ricky Renteria came out and showed us why he is not supposed to be a manager in like prime time opportunities. The reason he was let go from the Cubs right before they like took off. Same reason he's let go from the White Sox, except the Cubs signed up and cover Joe Madden. Who did we decide? We went the complete opposite direction. So search starts. Rick Hahn. Rick Hahn, he's our awesome guy. He's the guy who traded. Quintana, he got us Eloy from the Cubs. Like that was that big trade he worked out. Uh, got a Cease, he got us uh, Yoan. He he orchestrated the whole Chris Sale trade. He comes out and says, "Okay, I want someone. I want someone who can build. A, I want someone who has had recent 
playoff experience, recent championship experience, like very recently. And I want someone that like is successful and has proven it. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking, okay, AJ Hinch, I'm thinking like, we're going to hate ourselves. We're going to get cheaters on our team, or we're going to get some bench coaches from some of these really good teams, like the, the Dodgers or the Red Sox or, or some other, some other, some, some of the other really good bench coaches out there. What happens? Jerry Reinsdorf happens. Jerry Reinsdorf. He is the bane of the Chicago Bulls. Well, he he's really good friends with our with our friend Tony Larusa from uh, from the Cardinals. And um, remember what Rick Hahn said about recent playoff experience? Tony Larusa has not managed since 2011. He gets signed. So it's Tony Larusa gets signed. You Cubs know him because he was the the like leader of their dynasty or whatever for the Cardinals and everything. White Sox actually signed him in 19, what was it, 79? And then we let him go in 1984 when GM Hawk Harrelson, who was our former <laughs> announcer, fired him. It was an interesting time back, back in the 70s and 80s for White Sox fans. Um, so we re-signed him. We're going through all of these issues where we re-signed him, like, He's made some interesting comments about kneeling during the anthem. Tim Anderson kneeled during the anthem at the beginning of the season. There is all these conflicts. Tim Anderson says he hasn't heard from him. It's been like a week and a half since we signed him. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we're like, oh my God, you guys signed a manager because Jerry Reinsdorf is just best friends with him. He's literally just best friends with Tony Russo. That's why. So it was handpicked. And um, if that's not enough, what did we find out? The day before he accepted and like signed as the White Sox manager, Tony Russa got arrested for driving under the influence for a DUI. And quotes, he's backed up saying, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball guy. Look it up. Like, first of all, baseball Hall of Fame is bullshit. Second of all, like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> this is what the White Sox signed. And apparently, we knew about it too. We knew about it. We knew about it, and it was cool. You got to be kidding me. Well, real quick, though, if you drive by Comiskey right now, what do you see? You see a down arrow. <laughs> this is not me even making fun of the socks at this point, but yes, it is. You see a down arrow. So what is the new manager that you want? You want someone down on their luck. They've been down. They've been beaten down, that big-ass down arrow. I honestly think the DUI got him the job. If he, if he was clean and he didn't have any arrests, you'd be like, no, nah, this guy's this guy too pure. <laughs> you know? We need a bad My boy. My question is, how old is this guy? He, it sounds like his timeline goes back quite seven, a while. Seven, eight or something like that. He's really old. He ain't oh. Yeah, so he's super old. I look at it like this, like, you give this old guard, like, he's not going to be worse than Renteria. So I think about it like that. Like, okay, he'll be, like, minor upgrade Renteria. And at worst, he's probably going to be here for two, three years max. Like, he's not sticking around forever. We've got this young team that's going to be growing past him. It's just, like, it just feels, like, weird. But it, it wasn't Han's call. It wasn't anyone's call but Jerry. Jerry decided to pull the trigger on it. Damn. Yeah. You think uh you think it had anything to do with the president elect or like, hey, we need to have the president and our manager be the same age? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Honestly, like 
he's made some comments. He's like, he's on the wrong side of history, right? So he's one of those dudes that's like, uh, when what was his name? Tatis hit the grand slam, how uh, like, and everyone like, like about the unwritten rules of baseball. Like he's the guy who talks, like defends the unwritten rules. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's a big old school guy who's gonna always be like, no, this is the way the game should be played. He's probably I, I will be surprised if he actually uses a shift. I, I don't I think he's an anti shift kind of person, so I, I, I couldn't see him using that. He's the yeah. type of he's the type of manager that will call a pitcher a pussy for not pitching a full game. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It's interesting. Like they talk about well, he's like super analytical. That was the whole thing. It's like how analytical are you going to be? And then they're like, oh, he was really analytical. Like, yeah, in the 80s. Yeah, he was. Like, great. <laughs> but, like, he's kept the same. Like, Don Cooper, our pitching coach we just fired, like, was ahead of his time at the same time as well. Like, and, like, some people get passed up. It happens. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, it's like I feel two step forwards, one step back. That's what it feels like as a White Sox fan. I'm not going to lie. When you sent that he got a DUI, I was like, yes, this is exactly because I'm not going to lie. You got some character now. This is like someone that wants to like, I might want, no, I'm not going to watch the Sox game. I take that back. But I might like check the scores after. We have Tim Anderson. We had some character. We just have like a weird character now. Like we have a really hot young team with this just like an old man as the manager. Maybe they'll like come together in hatred of Larusa. Like he'll be the bad guy, and they're like, "We gotta overcome this fucking asshole who's our manager." You know? You talking like, like the miracle really on ice? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Her, her yeah, Brooks. Her Brooks treatment. Um. You know, he's out there with the whistle again. Sh- again. You know, making them run sprints. Um. After they lose a game or something like that early in the season, I could see it happening. Yeah, Eloy would run a half a sprint and just sit down and be done. <laughs> He would run half a sprint and get hurt, probably. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk Bears. Uh, where are you at in strictly offense? Because our defense is still great. From an off- offense's perspective, where is the panic level at? Where, like, Are you slapping that panic button? Yeah. 100%. I mean, at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. For me, I feel I'm, like I'm playing bongos with them. I'm playing bongos with them. I think the panic button started uh, the first game with Mitch Trubisky. I was already panicking. I think at this point, I mean, what, we're we ten now. It's not a panic anymore. It's just more for me, at least personally, just a just a disappointment, just boring and zero. I just don't have hope. So there's no panic because oh, maybe it could work out, but. With Mitch out now and our offensive line being as terrible as it is and getting worse, uh, I'm not panicking. Honestly, it feels like I'm, I've given up on the offense completely. So one of the yeah. things I said as soon as we signed Nick Foles, I said, what the fuck does that do for our team? That is not the type of quarterback that we needed because he – dude, I'm like – I don't know if he put – pure cement in his cleats before getting on the field, but he can't move, dude. Even when he's no. handing off the ball, he looks slow. He is immobile. Which is crazy. Yeah. He's a, I, he can't move. Yeah. I think the, the interesting thing is we know now who Nick Foles is. I don't think we're going to get anything much better than what we're getting right now. 100%. So now it's 
I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, Nagy, like you have to stop calling plays, and if someone else takes over and still struggles, like you're done at this point because we have a worse offense than Fox. Like, like that's that's a massive problem. Like if Fox would have take kept the team, I don't know if this offense would be. It might be better than where it would be right now. Like it just we have gone like on a straight line since like leaving Fox instead of going up. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me and like i am Nagy, you got your quarterback like and the running game got worse like what is going on dude so we'll see hopefully they have someone else call the place they've been alluding to it a little bit it is so much more on him than anyone else now because the play calling we can sit here and talk about all the offensive line is banged up but we've been saying that for four weeks and the pl- gameplay hasn't changed. Yeah. There's and it hasn't no, worked. It hasn't no worked. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's crazy for us to be like, oh, you know, we're still banged up. Like, no. What do other coaches do? They change up the game plan. They play with what they got. Right. I mean, the fucking Jets almost beat the Patriots last night. The Jets. <laughs> the Jets. It's not a, I'm not misspeaking. The Jets scored 27 fucking points last night. Have the Bears scored 27 points all season? I I, uh, I guess the Falcons, yeah. The, the Falcons was the only game. And that was, yeah, we had to come back in order to do that. Other than that, I don't think we've scored that many points this season. Uh, it's, yeah, it's dire. I, we suck. In, unless if the defense all of a sudden kind of changes their game plan and starts producing turnovers, uh, scooping scores, putting us in reasonable field position on turnovers, things like that. There's, I mean, the offense can't move the ball. We can't run the ball. We have to pass it. Uh, like you guys said, um, he's not mobile in or outside of the pocket. I mean, you can't expect to score more than 20 points a game and the defense can't ex- be expected to hold teams to that every single week. So it's, uh, we just, it's we're just putting way, t- way too much pressure on this defense. Dude, the defense is stellar. And it's nuts that like when they give up a touchdown, we're like, oh, fuck, we're fucked. We're like, oh, we're <laughs> our done. defense is so good. They're like so if our good. defense wasn't this good, we would lose every game by 40. Like it wouldn't, yeah. no game would be close and Nagy would already be fired. Like we help, yeah. Yes, we helped yeah. Eric Henry to sixty points, and I don't know how like very minimal completions for um, Tannehill as well. So our defense is he started off two and nine. He started off two for nine. Yeah, we got. We the were stuffing Henry in the backfield too. Yeah. Roquan yeah. was playing really mm-hmm. good. Like classic Roquan Smith. I mean, I think just the, the frustrating thing is that, and this is why I feel hopeless, is that even from week to week, we know we already know our offensive line sucks just absolutely sucks. Our offense as a whole just sucks. But even during the game and then after halftime, there's still zero adjustments to whatever team we're playing. Zero adjustments. It's the exact same script of let's jet sweep with Cordero Patterson. Let's do a little seven-yard out that won't work, and that's it every goddamn time. Zero adjustments. And that's why I feel feel so hopeless towards it. It's so frustrating. Because I remember when we got Natty, it was right after he blew a lead in the playoffs when he was the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. And I was like, wow. I was like, let's just hope he play, He brings better game plan to us. Nah, shit didn't happen. He, he, like, I genuinely don't know if he watches game 
film back. And he's like, honestly, that should have worked. We'll try it again. Like, <laughs> no, dude, it's not working. It's not working in the slightest. Yeah. At this point, it's it's not good. And I also want to like bring it back to like how do we feel now about Mitch in relation to Nagy? Because now like we're just kind of like, okay, we know who Vols is, whatever. But we gave Mitch a lot of shit at the beginning of the year and like kind of like give gave Nagy a slide. Like, is it Mitch? Like I think yeah, I think it should have been reversed, dude. Honestly, to be honest. Like, I think- well, do you I think remember Mitch was a doing really ago, well in spite of Nagy's uh, play. A couple weeks ago, I said this. When are we going to talk about, is it play calling or is it the quarterback? Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, Mitch has a lot of bad film that we could look at, so I, don't, I still don't think he's a great quarterback. It is just so sad to see right now with how Foles can't – his full sprint – I'm pretty sure I could walk that fast. So <laughs> there's like so many times I wish he was out there where it's like, dude, just put Mitch out. I mean, he's hurt now. But it's like, I'd rather Mitch be out there because I wouldn't be surprised if he could pick up some of these first downs. It is so demoralizing when we get a turnover or we get a six stop and then boom, three and out. It's, yep. it, it's crazy. And I think another thing to point to that it's the play calling and not just some of the quarterback plays. I do think that Mitch and Foles are partially responsible, uh, but a lot of the play calling is the fact that, like, you look at some of these other teams that might have, like, a dual quarterback thing. Like, you always talk, or you always look at, like, Taysom Hill and his role that he has for um, the Saints, but, like, there was no mention, no even thought of Nagy using Trubisky in any sort of form that he used him in, except for that one play, not this past week, but the week. Yeah, that injured him. That was really the only one time. And it's like, it's interesting to me that he hadn't looked at Mitch as a potential weapon. It's like, okay, we got Foles. We know what Foles' weaknesses are. He can't run. Let's put Mitch in there and maybe let's do some designed runs or do some rollouts. He Mitch can still throw the ball. He's not great, but if you put him in there a couple of plays and just say, hey, these are your plays, focus on these. Here's where you need to look and give him very specific, you know, points to, to think about, then maybe he can succeed. But Besides the one play that he got hurt on, that wasn't even like really an option for several weeks. So it's pretty, you know, I think it's pretty telling of what, what Nagy's doing. Right. Yeah. I, I look back at like, we can get, have fun with it and the saints have the luxury of being able to have fun with it because like their offense is already consistent. Yeah. And like, we got to like make sure the basic stuff works before like we can mess around. There was one play I I looked back at and it was I think it was last week and it was it was like two big plays in a row. I forget which one. It was like it was like basically two big first downs. So we started we're moving and then Eddie Jackson ran out of the field. And I was like, why is Eddie Jackson going on an offense? I'm like, are we about to see a naggy trick play? And then two minute warning hits, defense subs in, Eddie Jackson comes out. And like I have a feeling like Matt Aggie if wants to have fun with it sometimes but like everything is broken so it's just like we can't like maybe maybe the way to break through that is to have fun with it yeah i guess yeah if if the the sweep to cordero patterson isn't working for the hundredth time then maybe try doing a you know have him throwing a halfback pass or something like that you know it it can't be worse than what's happening right now so i I was just gonna say what do we have to lose yeah 
We're terrible on offense. We're terrible when we have our offense out there. But put, put Nick's nine and zero in picks. Put Nick out there. Fuck it, <laughs> dude. I don't know. Just watching the game. So I was actually in line for my COVID test. I'm watching the game on my phone, and it it sucks so much that I was like looking forward to my COVID test because I was like, give me a little bit of pain. Like, this is what I'm feeling now. Like, give me a little bit of pain. The only it exciting sucked. part was that like fake punt or fake punt for 11 yards, and that's it. That was the most. Oh, you're talking about part. how in the first half we had three first downs, and one of them was a. Uh, oh, our rushing leader was yeah. the guy with the fake punt. Arcevius yeah, Mingo. Mingo. So, he looked good though. Get Mingo in the game. I don't. I bet you we're going to see. I bet you we're going to see him in the offense next week. <laughs> I need him in the backfield. 100. Yeah. percent Fantasy. That's a beer league pickup right here. Arcevius yep. Mingo. <laughs> Um, I will say this so we play the Vikings on Monday night if we look that bad again I think next Tuesday when we do the podcast Viking funeral like I'm ready to bury him I'm done with it I'm down I will have a funeral if we lose to the Vikings yeah I'm we might have like friends coming over on Sunday when I'm making this pork butt. So like we better and like they're they're Vikings fans or at least one of them is like so, like <laughs> I can't I, believe you would allow them in the house, but okay. I mean I'm I'm making up a lot of pulled pork, but um, <laughs> but no like we Vikings now that's the one Matt Nagy's beat the Vikings every time besides the first no I'm wrong every single time Matt Nagy's beat them every single time. The last time we lost is when Mitch lost on his like first game playing against Vikings. I um, I do have something that I think can turn the Bears' luck around. I think Nick has to bake him the Bears his lock every week. Oh man, oh, I like I like that idea. The ultimate test. My God, I'm gonna say this. So we talked last week and we talked about how the Cowboys have not. Um, have not uh, covered a spread the entire year. And Nick was joking around. He's like, oh, you know, I won't take them this week, but I'll take them next week if, uh, if you know, they say no win against the spread. They fucking hit the spread. Yeah, they did. And literally, Nick, everything you touch is gold. Yeah. I, well, and that, that, that threw me off because for some reason when we were talking last week, I thought that um, they were on a bye week. Uh, but I yeah. had I had that wrong, so uh, unfortunate. But yeah, I mean everything. Yeah, we just need you to lie and be like, honestly, my lock this week is Bears money line. They can't lose. <laughs> Every um, week. But that's a good segue. Let's head into locks of the week. So we still have the pursuit of perfection, nine and zero, Mister Nick himself. Um, uh, so I did get a go. text from my the same cousin I was mentioning. <laughs> He texts me, he's like, is this guy sure he wants to bet the Jets? And I'm like, yeah, he wants the Jets. And he goes, well, he has Jets of minus seven. It went all the way up to ten and a half. He's like, what do I take? And I was like, I don't know how to take it. And so I asked him, I was like, did you bet it? He's like, yeah, I bet it, but not like a ton because it's, it's the fucking Jets. Oh, my gosh. What, to your, what's your cousin's name? His name's Matt. Matt. I like I don't know what more I can give you than a nine and zero record before you trust in me. Don't ask questions; just trust and bet big. Yeah, but you you go crazy. You did Bengals against Titans at Titans, and then you did Jets 
Yeah. Jets. Yeah, dude, you've been stress testing for like a month now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's I, but it's worth it. Goddamn. There's no more the proof I can give you than that. All right. Um, but uh, a, re- a quick recap of everybody else's scores: Joe five and four, Johnny four and five, Beer Shit. one seven and one. We got to get you going, Beer. No. <laughs> Is he one seven and one? That's what I have it as. Yeah. I thought I got Patriots. Couple weeks ago, but if I could be wrong, I didn't think no, much. No, 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 no. I had the Patriots, you had the Bills, and we bet the Bills and didn't bet the Patriots, and we covered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's smart. This uh, <laughs> this week for my lock, I've got um, Miami Dolphins minus two and a half against. Oh, I forget. Uh, Chargers. Chargers, that's it. Because that was going to be my pick. Damn. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the reason why that I've been undefeated because the last few weeks I've been going first and stealing people's picks. Hey, man, you deserve it. Sorry. Sorry, Bear. Uh, I mean, you're 9-0. and You're the king right now. You get to go first. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dolphins, I like that hit. Yeah. He is looking decent. He looks pretty uh, they're good. They're not giving him too much to do with. Uh, he's very quick on his feet. Um, he's throwing the ball well. I'm still confused every time he rolls out. And they're like, what the hell is this guy doing? And <laughs> then he the throws left. lefty, and I'm like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I like that. The Chargers love losing late games. That's not a bad pick. Matt, bet big. That's it. Okay. That's all. Wow. Um, Johnny. Uh, I think it's you, right? You're five and four. Oh, we're going down the line. All right, fine. So I have a tease this week, a good old-fashioned tease. Joe the Tease Badia coming back. Um, the tease is Carolina Panthers plus 12.5. Chicago Bears plus 9.5. Lock it in. Ooh. Who are the Panthers playing? Panthers are playing Tampa Bay. And... The Bears are playing the Vikings. And uh, Christian McCaffrey is out once again? Yeah. Okay. I still like the Panthers, though. Yeah. No, big. I mean, that's that's a big spread. Nine and a half is a lot of points. Or 12 and a half is a lot and of half. points. Yeah. The bear, wait, the Bears are nine and a half point dogs? Yeah, at home. Against the Vikings? Exactly. No. Exactly. Come on. Plus three. It's plus three. Yeah, but I'm I'm teasing it. Oh, okay. There you're right. Yeah, never mind. You're right. All right. So if it's at plus three right now, it would be a it's a seven point two, so it'd be ten. I don't get what that means, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, all it is is it teases you buy points, but it's a parlay. So both those bets have to hit and then we win. Oh, it's just a straight parlay. All right. Cool. <clears throat> Johnny. Johnny. I'm doing Arizona Cardinals minus two over the Buffalo Bills. Lock it in. Wow. I almost did the over on that, actually, because I think that's going to be a very high-scoring game. Where's that game at? <laughs> Good question. It's just the team at the bottom of the drafting. Oh, is it? Arizona. Okay. I don't hate it. Ah, uh, Beer. 
Oh my fucking god. Okay. Um. Let's see. Because I'm. I was actually thinking about it. Because I'm so unlucky, I should pick and then actually go and like I'm Bavada and like bet the opposite. Like, <laughs> and like, but um. Okay. So I'm thinking. I like the over in the L.A. Miami game. I What's the over? Forty-eight. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. In the Chargers or Miami and Rams? Miami Dolphins and LA Chargers. That's only 48 points? Yeah. Oh, my God. That that might be a 60-point game. Yeah. Wow. Good find. I love that bet. But now that you took it, I don't like it as much, but I still love it. <laughs> this is the week we, we write the ship, guys. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Um, so that's good. So we got Nick with the Dolphins, Johnny with the Cardinals, Beer with the forty-eight over in Miami. Forty-eight LA. over the over, and then I got the T's, Bears, Panthers. Um, let's have a timeout. So timeout. Where? Where? On the podcast. Oh, oh before before we so get to the, timeout though, Joe, we didn't we didn't hype up the big Notre Dame win from the weekend. Oh, that is true. Okay, Notre Dame. See, okay, so I have an issue with it. You know how Notre Dame stormed the field after? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Okay, that's not about the game, though. Yeah, I get it. That, but that pissed me off. You can't storm the field when you beat the backup quarterback. You Did can't you storm the field. He threw for 450 yards. Did you see some of the throws he was making? Like, I know that Trevor's the best in the country, but, like, it's not like that guy was playing bad or anything. It was, it's not like he threw three picks or anything. And that's why we won. He played really well. Yeah. I just don't like the storm in the field on the page or like with the backup, okay. but it was a big win. I, it, I do love a good I old think, fashioned overtime. I think it was the biggest win in the past 20 years for, for the Irish. If not, if not my entire lifetime, um, there's Hands down, I think the last time we beat a number one rank was FSU in like the 80s. So, yeah, yeah, 80s or 90s. So beating a number one ranked team at home and just living up to the hype and everything like that, to me, uh, yeah, a most important win in BK's uh, tenure there. Um, the the class of guys that's a, that are seniors there now, uh, Ian Book, a lot of the offensive line, some of the defensive players have like a crazy home winning streak going that's still going. Uh, you know, one of the best Notre Dame classes that we've seen in a while and uh, they finally won a big game I mean before the game they were talking about like the Bush Push game back in 05 um, talking about the Clemson Notre Dame game in a hurricane five years ago the uh, college football playoff semifinals two years ago and Notre Dame finally came through and, and won a big one so that felt pretty good I was so pumped <laughs> a lot of, yeah, I was and, a lot of emotions that day. And, we, and we bet it so that was good Nice. It was a fun game to watch, too. Um, all the sites said that there's no chance that game goes over. The over hit in the third quarter. So <laughs> There you go. Um, yeah. Right. So the first timeout is a true, like, American dream story. So Jeff Jabia, the founder of Supreme, the, um, I think they call it a streetwear brand. He started the company with $8,000, okay? $8,000. 
Supreme sold yesterday for $2.1 billion. Jeez. To who? To the company VF. They own Timberland. They own North Face. They own a bunch of like other companies like that. But that's like a crazy story. A guy started it just because he likes skateboarding with $8,000, and he just sold for $2.1 billion. Yeah, it's the American dream right there. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, right. A lot of people are really mad at it because ever since they sold half the company to a private equity firm a couple years ago, uh, people are saying that it's not as good. Uh, the quality has gone down. I mean, I think the quality and the, everything has been decreasing for years and years, but whatever. I think people should just be happy. Like, if you like the brand, you should like the creator of the brand. And the man just got paid. They dropped the bag out. So you got to be happy for him. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. But I thought that was like a good, like a cool American dream story where, I mean, 8000 to $2.1 billion? Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Hopefully that's this podcast. We all bought in for like 80 bucks. <laughs> Sell it for a billion um okay the next one is oh you're looking at it. yeah 2.1 billion dollars that's not i can't believe it good for him uh the next one i had was uh let's do the food one so the food one is crispy cream we all know the classic glazed donut right yep they have come out with new flavors of the glaze they've come out with chocolate Strawberry, lemon, and what I think might be the best one, caramel. So it's just like it's the same glaze, just different flavorings, or like what is the does the chocolate one look like chocolate, or what's the deal? Yeah, so it's just like chocolate glaze. <laughs> ah, okay. So instead of like icing, it's right. I don't, yeah, I'd eat it. Oh, that's why I was confused. Which one on. do you think sounds the best? I think the caramel one sounds. Super good, but I really do like caramel. So that could be biased. I'm a caramel guy too, Joe. So that one sounds really good. They're also going to yeah. get a salted double caramel. Oof, Ooh. that's going to be awesome. Yeah, salted that's caramel great. is good. Literally, big things of salt on it. Oh my lord! I'm a the big. The only one that like doesn't really float my boat is the chocolate one. Doesn't do much for me. I'm pumped about the lemon one. I love lemon flavored desserts. I think they're really underrated. Oh, yeah. Really underrated. Mm-hmm. I think a nice lemon, kind of like a lemon poppy seed muffin type type deal and a donut would be really Dude, nice. Dude, those are so good. Oh my god, I love lemon poppy seed. Yeah. I like lemon mm-hmm. a lot. I like lemon bars, I like lemon cake. Kayla got us this one from her I think it's called Joey Cannoli. She got us a lemon cannoli cake. Dude, it'll knock your dick in the dirt. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I don't think I've heard yeah, that expression before. Car- I don't before. know what the, the caramel one really sticks out to me. The caramel one, I have a feeling, is going to be damn good. But like I said in like a couple other podcasts, I don't even know where Krispy Kreme is. So who knows? Yeah, are there any um, in Chicago? I, I want to say, yeah. I mean, dude, we looked up Arby's last week. There was like six Arby's, so. If there's not a Krispy Kreme, I don't know what this world's it, coming to. It's it's kind of crazy that like there's a Starbucks and a Dunkin' on like every corner, but I mean Krispy Kreme. I mean they sell donuts, they can sell coffee. It's basically the same thing. I'm surprised there's not more. 
Yeah. I'd be surprised if they don't sell coffee. Yeah, of course. I mean, they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is a Julius Caesar coin of the assassination that was made only for the first month after the assassination because people were so happy. One was found and sold for $3.5 million. Who's buying it? Where did they find it? In Rome. Oh, okay. They found it like during like one of the excavations. They were digging it up. Uh, they found that, and they found like a couple other like old school like posters, and it was basically like Caesar being hung, even though he got stabbed. But it doesn't matter. Damn, that's pretty savage. Could you savage. imagine how lit an assassination party would be? <laughs> ancient times yeah <laughs> like dude everyone hated this guy he took over power when they were like yeah don't worry he'll give up power back to the government in two years the guy's like hold my goddamn glass of vino i'm gonna go on a 30-year run and make everyone's life hell when they killed him they literally were throwing crazy parties that yeah the beer flowing like wine or the wine flowing like beer yeah so one of the things they used to do during these parties is they would do big bonfires every night. And so towards the end of the month, they started running out of wood. So what people started doing was taking off their doors to their houses, bringing them to the bonfire and putting them on the bonfire. <laughs> Already going. Is there a phrase that is like developed from that, like barn burner or door burning or something like that? I don't know, but I'm telling you right now, the first person to take off their front door and bring it to the bonfire had to be a legend. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I think in history, there might not be a better party than a post-assassination party. It lasted for a month. Do you guys remember when um, when they announced that they'd killed Bin Laden? I was a sophomore in college. Oh, yeah. You guys would have been in high school, but that mm-hmm. was a big party night. It was like during finals week, people were studying or the week before finals. And then everybody's like, oh, fuck, like we got to go celebrate it. And it was a legit <laughs> solid party at the prom- impromptu party on like a Tuesday night at the bars. It was great. Nothing is better when the guy takes the stand. He just goes, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. It's like, oh, my God. Yes. Bang. America, USA. <laughs> yes. Fucking nuts. Um, the last one, it's not really uh <laughs> A timeout current event, but the Masters is this week. Shout out to having two Masters in five months. Uh, can't wait. I want Tiger to win. I saw a funny meme. It said breaking news. It had like the Golf Channel uh, logo and everything. It just said breaking news. Tiger test positive. And so I clicked the link. I'm like, if he tests positive for COVID and can't play, and you just click it and it says tested positive for being the GOAT. And I was like, yeah, that's what Oof. I want. Did you see what he hit, what he had for his master's dinner? No, what do you have? So uh, I'm pretty sure the tradition is whoever wins the master's the prior year, the next year when they're having like the dinner to get ready for it, they get to choose the menu. So it was steak and chicken fajitas, uh, sushi, sashimi, and milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. Like... What are the, the most random, assort, like all good foods, just like random assortment of stuff? I respect it. So it's funny that it's funny that you say that because I the the most or like the party I would want to go to most of my life 
fuck a Playboy party, fuck all these parties. I would love to go to the Masters dinner. There's a crazy famous photo uh, like 10 years ago. It was just Tiger, Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, and Arnold Palmer talking on the patio while sharing a beer. That would be like the greatest time of my life. Just sitting there and like watching those guys talk golf and like, it'd be nuts. Tiger Woods is like, I'm telling you, there's a Denny's down the road. They got a good waitress selection. Like that, <laughs> that stuff would get me. I don't know, man. I love the Masters. It's my favorite major. I love that it's at the same course every year. I love that it's just like anyone could really win it. Um, the only thing I hope is Bryson DeChambeau doesn't win. I fucking hate that guy. He's a fucking tool. <clears throat> my favorite part is just um, Jim Nance. I'm going to do my best impersonation, getting really close to the microphone and just mm -hmm. quietly whispering, hello, friends. Like yeah. that just gets me going. Just that the two words, hello, friends, in, in a very soft, smooth voice as some light piano plays in the background. It's perfect. So it's not going to happen this year, but I don't know if you guys know this. So John Daly is actually like banned from the Masters, not allowed to go in the Masters. So what he's been doing for the last like eight years is he brings an RV, parks in front of the Masters gates, and holds a tailgate every morning for free. That's awesome. And all the patrons like go there and get like blackout drunk, and then they show up and they call them. Uh, what do they call them? Oh, daily night. They call them daily <laughs> nights. And it's like if you see someone like falling down, it's like a big like golf Twitter thing where it's like if you see someone like falling down drunk at the Masters, you're like, oh, this guy's a daily night. He he went to dailies pregame. So I love that. Nice. That's why. Yeah. Um, all right, let's head over to the lock or uh, the rank of the week. The rank is most overrated food. I'm gonna go beer. You're the you're the resident chef. Let's go with you. What's your most overrated food? Most overrated foods. Okay, so you got me, and it's tough, and it's interesting because my number one is gonna surprise you guys. Um, all right, so number four, number four. We're gonna start with the. McDonald's shamrock shake. I think it's so overrated. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't think it's that good. Yes. I'm not a mint guy. I'm like, people are like shamrock shakes. I'm like, no. Stupid. I agree. It's a waste of time. Waste of money. Um, number three, the prime rib you get at any buffet. Overrated. <laughs> Always. Uh, it's like cold. a carving station? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I overrated. agree with that. Every single time, it doesn't matter where it is, it's never good. Ever. <laughs> Ever. It's like, why waste time hiring or like having someone sit there and carve it and like look good if it's not going to taste good? It tastes like crap. Like, but, and you always have to get it because it's prime rib. It looks good. They, I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe this time will be different. It like, it smells good. Yeah. <laughs> I went into this thinking, what are things that like you go into, like, what looks really good and then you're always disappointed? So, like, that's the prime rib always gets me. Number two. Buffet style masacholi <laughs> always gets me. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Well, like I don't. What do you mean buffet style? Like at a graduation party? Yeah. Like they bring out the big tray. Like they been sitting in the oven. I don't know. I knew this would piss you off too, because I know like you probably had some really good masacholi. But like for me, I'm like it's at the point where I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna ignore it because that's not. I don't know. It's just like a bunch of sauce. It's cold. I don't know. It's not that good. So that's fair enough. I, I respect it. 
I'm down to go and explore the pasta world with you, Joe. So like, <laughs> don't like, it's not a slight. It's just, I've never had good like masculine like that. Um, oh, that's fair. And then number one, the surprise is I think I've never had good pulled pork ever in my life. Whoa. So this weekend, Whoa. this weekend is going, I, every time I have pulled pork, it's dry. It's like, I'd rather get the bis- brisket every single time. If you go to a, a barbecue place, give me the choice of pulled pork and brisket i guarantee the brisket's gonna be better every single time like it's just i don't trust the pulled pork so this weekend i'm gonna challenge it i'm gonna see if i can make the best pulled pork i can make i made the best ribs i can make if i can make the best pulled pork i can make then we're talking so yeah get um, that boston butt in there yeah we'll get some boston butt going i beer i love the specificity of your rank apart from the pulled pork but the 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 very specific items i that it's cracking me up. It's true. The pulled pork, like, I didn't see coming. I'll admit that. But I do agree with you. Like, I love brisket more than pulled pork, but I've had good pulled pork. I I don't know. I, I've had a lot of pulled pork before, and I feel like I'm always disappointed. Okay. Hmm. Wow, you, you took this ring to heart. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, Mr. Perfection. All right. What do you hate? Uh, number four, quinoa. Quinoa wasn't even a thing when we were growing up. And then all of a sudden, like four years ago, they're like, oh, here's this new grain called quinoa. It's like rice, but shittier. Like it's just garbage and it doesn't add anything. It's just filler. That's not even that big. It's like this fucking big. It's like little, little bits. Like grains of salt. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get the obsession. Uh, Number three, this might be a little surprising. Avocados. Now, don't get me wrong. Ooh. I love a good avocado. I like guacamole, but all the obsession with it, the, oh, it's a superfood. It's on, it has to be put on everything. Yeah, everything has to have guacamole. Everything has to have avocado and everything like that. Avocado toast. Again, I like this stuff, but I don't get the absolute obsession with it. It's yeah, good, but I, it's, it's not that good. I agree. It's good, but would you pay $18 for avocado toast at a restaurant? Exactly. I can make that at home for much cheaper. And the fucking, I can never get perfectly ripe avocados. And then when they get ripe, it's like two days or one day. And then if you miss that, you're fucked. So, right. Uh, number two, deep dish pizza, I think is a bit overrated. Ooh. I know most of us, you know, those of us that live in Chicago, we, we like it, but it's not like we <laughs> eat it that often. And I feel like it's more of a touristy thing, but like I've had some good ones, but I'll go for non-deep dish nine times out of ten. Like, even, like, a good deep dish like Pequod's isn't that good. I I couldn't agree more with that just because I love Chicago Thin Crust more, square cut, and, I, and it pisses me off that deep dish gets the acclaim and no one talks about the thin crust. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I'm a big deep dish guy. Yeah, like I, I don't not like Johnny sitting not, there I'm biting his. I'm lip. not going to agree with you guys on this one, but I see what you mean. It is. I can see how it is overrated. Yeah, if it's the ring, I get it. Yeah, uh, and then number one, Thanksgiving turkey. Thanksgiving turkey is the worst part of the Thanksgiving meal. It's it's never good. The worst part. Yeah, I I would eat all the sides before I eat the turkey. Um, the white meat is always dry. 
and you need a shit ton of gravy and the dark meat there's not enough of it um and just in terms of like deli meats i think like turkey's near the bottom rung so that doesn't help it either and i'm big on deli meats so but thanksgiving specifically because it's all based around the bird overrated Does the same person make the turkey every year? Uh, depends on who I'm having Thanksgiving with. I don't know. Not usually. Eh, it's varied over the years. Okay. Have you ever had a deep fried turkey? Because I haven't, but people say it's way better. That sounds good. Get some crisp on it. it. Yeah. That sounds. Grab one from Popeyes. Doesn't Popeyes do turkeys? Yeah, but only Cajun. I. That sounds, sounds nice, actually. <laughs> that I know, sounds it's better. Not, it sounds good, but like, that's not what I want <laughs> for my Thanksgiving dinner. I want like a deep-fried, crispy bird. All right. See, I don't know um, about you guys. Being in Minnesota, it's like, I wish we had a Popeye's within like an hour and a half. And then I wish I had deep dish at the ready. So yeah. it's just like, when I hear it's like overrated, I'm like, I wish I could have it. So, yeah. yeah I'm spoiled, that, sorry. That is fair, though, because you're gone, yeah. 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 Uh, Johnny. All right, number four. Don't freak out at this. Chick Fil A, right off the bat, because of Popeyes. Because of Popeyes. I'm sorry, but it is so overrated. Fuck that bullshit. I've had it like once or twice. Never out of my way. Where I'm like, you know what? Everyone talks about it. Everyone in the I, I work in the industry, and everyone tells me that yes, it's amazing. It is the best chicken you'll ever get. Uh, no, it's half the chicken you'll get from Popeyes. And maybe, a, well, I won't say a quarter of the quality, but, I mean, quality for what you're getting is right there. You go Popeyes every goddamn time. Yeah, dude. Wow. Fuck Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I wanted to put it on my rank, and I was like, I'm going to get way too much shit for saying that I don't like Chick-fil-A. And so I'm glad that someone had the balls to say it, because fuck Chick-fil-A. It sucks. It never fills you up for, like, under $25. Fuck you. All you got is a sock. <laughs> I like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but I'm not going to pay for that much. Yeah, I'm not going to pay what they're asking for. Yeah. You got Popeyes right next door. You're going Popeyes. Number three. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody you, Nick, uh, avocado toast specifically. I've just yes. seen it on the menu, and the pricing on it is ridiculous. And it doesn't taste good. It, you're just tasting bread and then whatever the it's not good it's yeah. just not good and, and you're right it's it. like 18 dollars. like why would i i can literally make this i can make this 10 times for 18 dollars yeah. at home 100 oh it's and they always good. hit you with that bullshit market price like hey bitch i've been to the market avocados <laughs> are a dollar <laughs> avocados at to make it 27 dollars at fucking summer house what the hell oh also fun tip nick i know you don't like avocados or you think they're overrated but if they're ever green or they're just not ready really hard, if you leave them next to uh, a thing of bananas for one day, they will be perfectly ready for you to eat. Little hack. Dude, that's what Kayla did. She always puts them by her bananas. Next to bananas. Interesting. I left, yeah, I left two green ones. Like, disgusting. They were not ready to eat. I left it for two days next to the bananas, and by the second day, they were brown and gross, and I had to throw them out. That's wow. how quick it works. Yeah, wow. So, Nice little, nice little tip. Thank you. Uh, number two, I have bagels. Just bagels in general. I, I don't know. I don't get it. It, it doesn't matter. You, you got it. You got the option of an English muffin or a fucking croissant. A croissant. 
you can get a croissant. The bagels don't make any sense to me. I don't know whether that's a breakfast sandwich or just no. They just don't do it for me. I don't get it's it. A lot of bread. Have you had a fresh made bagel or just like store bought bagels? Like fresh made right out of the water. Yeah, or just like recently made. Like, have you been to like Great American Bagel on Belmont before? Or there's uh, a couple no. of them. Okay. Joe, what is that one bagel place that was right around the corner from us when we lived together a few years ago? Uh, CB, CBA? CBA, yeah. CBA, yeah. Theirs are okay. I think a fresh bagel is really good. I might need to get CBA that. sucks because they steam them, man. I'm a toast yeah. guy. Yeah. Fucking sue me. I like a little yeah, crunch. Man. Yep. I think maybe that experience kind of fucked it up for me because it was like a little soggy. Yeah, be- dude. I, I don't think CBA yeah. is very good. Okay. Maybe I'll give it another shot. But I know I know people love it. It's just I, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I was getting the best there, so I just kind of gave up on it. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, and number one, sriracha, just in general. Oof. Ooh. It's, wow. It's good. It's fine. Yeah, you're not a wow. sriracha guy, Johnny. We yeah. never yeah. really were You had me with Chick-fil-A. I'll mix it with mayo and make a nice little uh, aioli type thing for, like, sushi or whatever it might be but i don't know sriracha on its own it's gay hot sauce <laughs> it's wow. Tabasco. Wow. Tabasco. why 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 eat barbecue sauce just eat ketchup that's the that's what you're saying to me basically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i disagree just overrated i still eat it obviously ah, okay well that's fair i don't agree with it but that's fair <laughs> um, uh, my rank is number four is going to be pickles. Fuck pickles. I'm so sick of seeing shit on Facebook. It's like, cut a hole in a pickle, fill with jelly meat, use it as bread. Fuck you. If you go to a bar and you get a pickle bag shot, fuck you. That's it. Fuck pickles. pickles. Uh, the only pickles I like is Tommy pickles. That's it. <laughs> um, I agree. Number three is going to be cupcakes. Cupcakes suck. I don't like frosting. I think frosting is possibly the worst food in the world. Um, there's always too much. Cupcakes are bullshit. Eat a piece of cake, take out the frosting. It's much better. Number two is going to be cheese in general. Fuck cheese. I don't get it. What? Why are people obsessed with cheese? I don't get it. <laughs> Have you ever eaten cheese? <laughs> Why? I like, like cheese is just like. That's crazy. Cheese is just so like whatever. Have you tried melted cheese on anything? He's fucked around. Yeah, he like, like around. A, a, a cheese burger is like 1% better than a hamburger. Are you telling but like me? Che- but cheese by itself is fucking gross. You ever had nachos like with melted cheese on top? Dude, You nachos don't work without cheese. Yeah. Do you like nachos? It wouldn't be nachos. I, I, I love nachos, but they got you other things nachos. on top than cheese. If you love nachos, then cheese is overrated. No, so I think I'm saying this cheese by itself. Like you, I know people that take like a block of cheese, cut it up, and like eat it for a snack. I don't get it. Okay, I, I get that. What do you got? Like, like slices a little, of cheese. Like a, you just yeah. eat the slices, you know. So like, I'm cool if you fuck around with like a charcuterie board. You can give me a cracker, okay. small piece of cheese, and a piece of meat. But I don't get just random cheese. I don't okay. get it. All right, fair. I'll, I'll and then number one. I have said this since I was a little kid. Bacon. Bacon is the most overrated food of all time. Everyone's like, you got to put bacon on everything. It makes it so much better. No, it doesn't. 
Bacon is very mediocre even by itself. I think it depends. Wow. That that was I I agree with you that it's overrated and used way too too much, but it's delicious and it's fantastic. There's so many different things, right? So like you could for me, I don't like regular bacon on cheeseburgers. I think it like messes with the bite and everything. I agree. But but if you ever have the Alcheval bacon on a cheeseburger, you oh. gotta get the bacon <laughs> on a cheeseburger at Alcheval. It just depends. Like it's you I know? haven't had that. I haven't had that. You gotta have it. So yeah, so, I haven't had that, so I, I won't talk to that. But I'm saying like I feel like so many people you see like bacon wrap this, bacon wrap this. It's like eh. It's like eh. I think people say like, oh, you got to put bacon. It makes it way better. And it's like, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't know. It, I feel like it depends how you make it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I really like bacon. I, I, I think I could, I, I feel like too. I've really liked bacon more like the past couple of years, like a couple of years after like growing up in high school, at the end of high school, going to college, I wasn't a huge bacon fan, but I feel like it's gotten a lot better. I do think. I was grow. I was raised to be a little biased because we were huge sausage link in my family. Like during breakfast, it was like eggs, hash browns, sausage mm-hmm. link, and I do like those. I like those way better than the patty bullshit. I think you got to go links, but we just never had bacon. And it's like everyone's like, you got to get the baconator. It's like, man, I'll try a baconator, but it's like a Wendy's burger is also pretty good. That was a really good ring. I like it. <laughs> A lot of emotion. I didn't. I didn't think a lot of. So, how I came up with the rank is we saw like a bacon commercial. And I was like, "Fuck bacon," and then I was like, "Oh, what's the most overrated food?" So that's good. Um, all right, thank you guys very much for listening, Nick. Let's hope that you go a perfect ten and zero. Matt, listen to the man. Put all your money. I know you're trying to buy a house. Why not? Forget the mortgage. Yeah. Double. Oh, that's a good thing. Put your whole down payment on it. <laughs> And then get twice the house. I like that. That's a good move. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, be safe out there. Get your COVID test. They don't hurt as much as people say. They just kind of tickle. Um, if you need one, and we will see you next week. Hopefully I'm negative, and we get to go back in studio. If not, we'll do this again. <laughs>